What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater with the My Two Life podcast, joined by my partner in crime, Chad Tempo. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, we're out there in the new office. It's three months Tuesday in. Tuesday the 13th. Tuesday the 13th. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, thank God this thing's presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group because I've been smoked and it's been a it's been a hell of a couple months. I've been a little silent on the podcast scene and normally I'm, you're pretty go 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 and all I've heard is I'm flat flat flat. I'm flat. No, I'm I'm smoked, man. It's been it's kind of started honestly getting into the finishing out the second stage of uh, second round of the Team Big Bear race. like yeah. the, the inter- all the way back to August 30th. Yeah, I raced the um, uh, Enduro, and then I raced XC. Saturday. I raced XC on Sunday. And, yeah, I just was kind of gassing it. Things were moving and grooving here at work. and, and, and you, went up, you went up Friday. Actually, you went up Friday. You drove up in the midday. You saw dealers. You saw dealers. And, then, and then, then you went all the way to Bear from there. Did you pre-ride Friday? I pre-rode with Diorio and... That's one thing I can say is, is you know, pr- you get out what you put in. And I think this last two years getting back to racing, um, mountain bikes more, I, I wasn't putting in that little bit of prep work with pre-running as yeah, fit, add yeah, good bike, yada, yada, yada. But you can buy those things like yeah. pretty much like you can, you can put some work in, you can buy a fancy bike, you can buy, you can't buy a fit body. <laughs> you can't buy like a, a mentally prepared body in mind. Right. And I, this week, that weekend we went up and. Um, I, I pre-ran the course. I looked at lines. I did all things you're supposed to do that I would tell an athlete to do. I actually took my own advice and did it. Executed it. Executed (laughs) it. Um, put kind of the racing hat back on and it came to fruition. I ended up winning the 30 or vet pro enduro and then took over the points lead and then backed it up on Sunday with a rad 40 and over XC cat one win against one of my longtime friends, like rivals in moto, Jake yeah. Elkins. That was fun. So like you can't, you came back super fired up. Um, yeah, that was, if I remember mm-hmm. right when you came back, gosh, it's been so long ago back to August, but, um, you kind of felt like crap at the beginning of the ride. Yep. You, you, you had one of those, Oh shit moments where you're like, this is going to sting. I don't know if I have it in the tank. Yeah. That, that was, um, exactly that. It was, uh, uh, one of the best XC courses in Southern California up on skyline trail. And I was pre- my legs were pretty tore apart um, from Saturday's race racing enduro because it's like full blown sprints. And then I hit the hill. You start up two and ten down by Big Bear, the the Big Bear Resort, and you're right up to the top of Summit. Then you start hitting red single track, but it's a three to five mile climb, maybe maybe in between there, four miles or so, about eighteen hundred feet of gain out of the gate time oh. trial. And my buddy Jake's like super fast twitch, and I, we're going in waves, so we don't really know who we're racing. But I know he's usually towards the front, he, especially at the start. And I watched him just walk away from me, and I'm like, "Oh my god, he's he's leaving! If I go now, I'm gonna pop. I don't have anything left." Long story short, history repeated itself. Jake popped with like five miles to go. I ended up passing him, which here, made me here really. Here comes old sleep dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I ended up beating him. Did not know where we finished as like one two or whatever, but we ended up finishing one two. Um, my first ever Cat One XC win, so that was really cool. Um, That's rad. Using all of our PNG products, our refuel gels, and our um, our hydration. I actually was hydrated the night before with some Tito's and blueberry acai. <laughs> Is that the secret? <laughs> yeah. So that that was good. That was a fun weekend. Um, Diorio did real well. That was like his last race before he got hurt. So that was cool. 
He got slid um, over on by a car. Yeah, and then, you know, a couple of weeks after, he got hit by a car and broke his hip, my good friend Mike. So, best wishes to Mike. He's four weeks yep. from now. Recovery. The Diesel. Mikey Diesel. Yeah, so that, that was that was kind of the beginning of the candle being bo- burnt at both ends. And then um, I think... Right we, after that, what did we have? Mini Majors, was it? I think... Uh, Mini major. Two, um, yeah, two weeks after that, you went to mini majors, but it wasn't just a uh, a weekend thing. The mini majors was like, yeah, I mean, sw- it's a production. Yeah, it's the swap. four days, Swap Moto Live presented. Yeah, so I was, we were there for P&G, Rad Booth. Um, Aaron Cook sorted us out. We got from Swap Moto events. We, there was um, eight, gosh. There's 900 pre-entries, right? Yeah, so there's 1,400 entries after post-entry for riders 15 and under. That's insane. So no 125s, just super mini to 50s. Kudos to 7 and Swap Moto Live for pulling that off. Yeah, they, I mean, they, that's insane. it was at State Fair, a.k.a. the OG Star West. The track was amazing for, like, that whole – there was a, like a few – I could see the elite group of Loretta's kids were like, oh, the track's too easy. You can't please everyone, but I think for the crowd they had there – from air, it was a very southwest crowd. It they the team knocked that out of the park from a dad experience. My son got to race two classes. He could have raced three. That would have been like really good. For, like yeah. they he would have been like way off kilter on that third one. But we chose to do two. Mason got plenty of track time, plenty of quality laps. He had he had a lot of fun. I think it, it was his first race on the sixty five. And then meanwhile, I'm serving cups of. Hydration with our little server boy. server boy and people. Yeah, honestly, it was the best. Our family was there, and then the crew from Stasic had their inaugural shred session. Not yeah. a race. We did some like one lap races, so that was really. really so wait, cool. did they set that up on a different little track? They have like a little BMX track or pump track. So the video you saw at Mason, that yeah. was like a pump track they made that Aaron Cook from Swap Moto Live made just so kids could be entertained during the long weekend. Yeah, that only was, only for mini majors. Yeah, it was only for mini majors, and then it was like an oval with some rad hits. Yeah. And then the uh, other track was the 50, 65, 85 track they used for um, the Stasic event. Yeah. So it was all separate. It was honestly, there were 350 unique Stasic racers. So the future of, of riding is hot. Like, it, it's good, this, this scamdemic, as we've called it before. Well, the electric bikes are going to come into play when. In what is it, 2035? <laughs> New no, circuits of yeah, yeah, no gasoline vehicles. Yeah, it's so it was it was a great that was a great weekend for well days. from a dad. I mean, <clears throat> you grew up racing, so you experienced racing at a young age with your family and um, being in the SoCal scene. What's it like now, and and what's it like coming from being a dad now and going there to be mini dad? Um, it sucks. Like, it sucks because it's stressful. <laughs> it's so stressful. I, it doesn't suck because I don't want to do it. Is it stressful because you're nervous for Mason, or is it stressful, like, managing the schedule and making sure he's ready and getting places and his uh, bike's prepped? And Yeah, I, I do feel like I, I this weekend was that once again. This was a, I'm trying to understand my how my son interprets racing, how he interprets, like, what he when he makes mistakes, why did he make the mistake? And he's not very fast per se. He's a good rider. Like he rides, he's not even done ten races ever, but he rides. We were riding once a week, like going before the event. He yeah. did, and like I asked him if he wanted he to. He actually race. put in some decent work. Yeah, he did, and and I could feel it. I was tired too, and <laughs> but he he uh, I'm learning how he interpreted like mistakes and if he understood why he crashed. That's the biggest thing. Is I remember crashing when I was young and going. What the hell? Why? How did I crash? That's the worst feeling ever. Is not understanding why 
yeah you crashed so i think is it still like the the same conversations i mean we all probably had with the dads like you're gonna go where you look <laughs> um i'm not i mean there i'm more like take your time and and to your to your original question after the last race of the weekend no it was, it was second to last he was leading and he f- washed the front end and he bloodied his face and he got up and rode the best ever right and i'm like he could have won the moto but he didn't clearly because he made a mistake and he came in and he was like upset at himself and like didn't throw a tantrum didn't throw his helmet, bloody face everything bloody face no blood bloody nose brand new bell tiger helmet like <laughs> got blood coming through it and he's like i rushed it dad i rushed it i'm like so you know what? Yes, I came in the corner too fast and I slid out. So like that was a huge like win accomplishment. For me. Yeah, like, that's more under- than a trophy for first place. He understood it because he's so new to racing. He does ride. He's very he's a good novice rider, but he's a beginner racer. So each moto he was learning new things and yeah. at a very exponential pace with like very um, committed racers. Racers. So he, we got kids that are going out racing every single weekend. Yeah. And, and we, I'd say we got more than we put in as mama and me put in as far as going to the races. Sarah doesn't want to go to the races every weekend. She has <laughs> been lately. So that was good, man. I, I, I think that, you know, he hasn't even rode his bike since then. He's been sitting in the garage. Sitting in the garage because he doesn't ask to ride. We've been riding to Stasic and BMX bike and throwing baseball up front. When he asked to ride, we go ride. So, yeah. Like, what? So does the Stasic kind of going back to that? I mean, Mason was there racing his dirt bike at sixty five. Then he also competed in in the Stasic event. Yeah. I mean, these things are awesome for kids because, well, one, there's no noise and they can't piss yeah. too many people off. So you can go out your front door and do it. They can't do that on a sixty five. Yep. Secondarily, I mean, is he getting the same satisfaction? And is there still the ability to learn while riding one? I'd say it's like to go back to front. Is he still learning a lot? No, he's not learning a lot on the Stasic because it's like it's right. It's kind of a free for all for him. Yeah, he's one of the more like I think uh, talented Stasic riders because he's been from the beginning. He doesn't break his bike a lot. He knows the weak links of it. Um, but the vibe of it, it's it's quiet. They can like mess around. They can roost each other. They can do fun things. What I think is very very. Uh, impactful they can learn by like understanding tire edge of tire and and, and replicating like went too much sliding sliding and whatever but i think um you know you look at him so good on a stasic then you can have a kid that's not good on a stasic that whoops his ass on a 65 so you can see that it doesn't really cross over at a high level it crosses over to like i think at a a standard right yeah and then there's a kid that where's like back in the day the guy who was really good on a bmx bike was typically pretty fast 100 (laughs) percent. yeah yeah so he's He's gotten that. I mean, the Stasic platform's insanely popular, and what those guys are doing is, is so great for the sport. There's really cool stuff in the f- coming out for the future. I've been told. Really. So the, anything yeah. you can share is it all Not, secrets? It's kind of. It's kind. It basically, Mason will be able to ride Stasics for longer. That's let's awesome. Put, let's put it that way. And he's nine. He's nine, so he he's at the upper echelon of size. Like he's not too big, but he's getting approaching being too big From for the, the Stasics. Too too big for the sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. yeah. So. The rumor has it he'll be able to ride it longer. Dude. So that's cool. Um, it's going to be a – we're yeah, all going to be electric. It's terribly sad. You know what was cool was I, I started, you know, this whole podcast. I was, I'm tired. Like, I'm flat now and, like, whatever. But when we la- we did mini major with P&G, we touched a lot of new consumers with our hydration. And we launched our immunity boost, like, literally at the same time. Yeah. And that was, like, ironic because I'm, like, 
just grinding and grinding and we're up at 4 a.m and we're in bed at nine and at the track all day and then we cap the company happens to come out with immunity boost and yeah. can you like tell our listeners a little bit about that product and why it's so unique to like our our listeners and our, our market yeah so i mean it was funny because you came back and you were pretty spent and i was like dude perfect time so we launched the immunity boost because as an athlete or someone that's even a dad that enjoys this for fun, you're always extending your body to the maximum level. I mean, whether you're out on your bike, um, putting in work on the road, mountain bike, moto, um, or you're just running around the track with kids, your body needs the vitamins. Um, your body's immune system needs, uh, some sort of supplemental support to protect it from being out in the dirt to its breakdown because you're burning so many calories and your, your muscles and your, your, the protein in your body's breaking down so bad that you need something that's going to enhance it and, um, accelerate its ability <clears throat> to actually repair and recover. So we built the immune, the immunity boost product, which is a, basically just a vitamin drink mix, um, to support our athletes on that level. Long day of riding. I've personally found that that evening, the best time to take the immune boost the immunity boost product because you're replenishing your body. It's giving you a little bit of uh, boost from the B vitamins and you have the C vitamins, which are helping repair your proteins, um, iron, which is going to help with like your joints and everything. And from there, your body has the, you know, sufficient level of vitamins and minerals to recover overnight. Um, so that's why we did it. And I don't know. I think it helped. Did it yeah, help you? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I, I was on the limit and then I came, I didn't go over the bars. Like my, my, I didn't, my immune system didn't fail me. Yeah. But, um, one cool thing is a big supporter of ours and friend, uh, Don Maeda yep. has been, and Chase Kurtz have been relying on it. They've been putting in more hours than us, like from track to track, 450 shootout. They've been working so hard and Don really relies on our immunity boost to keep him from getting sick yeah. he's not only working in the heat and the dust he's riding his bike he's riding his dirt bike so it's cool to hear like real life feedback. For, for the moto guys it, you have to think about your immune system almost as like your carburetor and like you're basically you, you got to have a clean air filter yep. right or yep. for your fuel injection yeah. whatever yeah. nowadays it's fuel but you really need to protect it right from being able to fight off everything that you're going through, your body's yeah. breaking down. I mean, yeah, yeah. Don and, and the the boys over at SML, Swap Moto Live, they're pinned. All the time. There's very lean crew like ourselves, but they they were relying on our product, and it's cool to hear the, the testimonials from them yep. um, and how they use the product because of how it's intended to be used. So yep. before we kind of dive into the next thing, which is the 450 SML well, shootout. Well, let's how, – how we actually – let's talk about the two – two-stroke nationals i can't skip past that oh uh, yeah i mean it could have been better <laughs> it, c- it could have been better but it could have been worse this but is where the candle like got th- this is because this is when the, the your your whole entire flatness came into play <laughs> you, uh, it was it was yeah it was mini major or i'm sorry mountain bike racing mini major 450 shootout um, Kawasaki four, 250F intro. Uh, that's the 450 shootout was in between. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 450 shootout, Kawasaki intro, um, and then uh, this. Then, then the two stroke national. national. So the two stroke national. Um, let's break. You you're, you got to take a commercial break. Let our sponsors know we are. Then we'll go into these three sections. All right. All right. If only you held the keys to ultimate clarity, vision unrestricted. 
Performance unhampered, unparalleled technology, developed beyond perfection, ahead of the pack, giving it 100%, introducing the Armega, bringing Ultra HD to motocross. Maxxis Tires, from your bike to your truck and almost everything in between. Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Max delivers high quality tire products that will perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. We choose Maxxis. And we're back, uh, my two life podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group, AKA PNG. Um, yeah, so going back to the candle, burning at both ends. We Mike's uh, flatness. So. Mike's flatness, <laughs> man. It's like so. So after after many majors, then you went straight into the 450 shootout. On um. Uh yeah, so I think I don't have the dates right, but I believe actually it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday fall. No, no, it was no, it was 450 shootout before mini major, mini major, and then two VDF shootout. Cowie intro Tuesday after. That was it. No, Monday after. It was Monday. Not even a rest day. Yep. So, I mean, this is all cool shit. Like, you're complaining you're at the track. I'm not complaining. I'm stating how I wore myself out. Okay? Yeah. Like, it's not a bad thing. I have had way worse jobs. But the fact is that the matter is the Honda beat the shit out of me on the last bike I rode. <laughs> oh, you want to go down that path? <laughs> no. Honestly, the Briggs so, and Stratton? Yeah. So, if you guys, I'm sure all of you heard on the, the SML podcast, 805 Beer. Yeah. Which I've had great feedback. So, thanks for everyone for listening to that podcast. As a fan, I mean, I just thought that was really cool um, what, what Swap and those guys did in, in terms of creating just like a communal environment. So, it wasn't so like that like structured, typical style of a shootout where you're just like... Bike A, bike B, bike C. Yeah, and, and I think that happens because when we're at the track, the manufacturer's over your head like this. Like, what are you saying? What are you doing? We're at Blackmore Ranch. We had a 805 beer in our hand, and um, it, we all loosened up, and we talked about the bikes very transparent. We didn't have, yeah. you know, Ulrich and Jatorski were had their ears from Yamaha, but they obviously did real well, so they weren't that yeah. bad. But, um, well, tell us about I, I want to know more about the shootout live. I mean, I obviously watched it, but... From your perspective, only five bikes came. Yeah, yeah. The Suzuki didn't show up, but, um, you know, real quick. I'll make it short because my listeners probably already heard it all. But, honestly, I, I thought the Yamaha wasn't going to be as good because my bike, personal bike, so good. Enzo and KYB have worked with me, and I've developed my bike to where I thought I'd be a lot harder on it. And it was the second to last bike I rode, and I was like, damn. It, 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 it's still it, good. It's, it's like my bike's for me, and this bike's a phenomenal consumer-based setting. The Husky surprised me that it was better than the KTM. Yeah, in my, well, I mean, how the bars you, were tall on the KTM compared to like what I'm used to. And it, I mean, it was you. I think you you would prefer the KTM. It's a taller bike. The Husky had shorter suspension, like lowered suspension couple mil. Interesting. And it did feel different. It, and at the airbox, it didn't. I think allow it to rev. So then the harmonic balance didn't make it vibrate. Oh, that so, like bad vibrate. vibration feedback yeah. that you get in the KTM. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that on the so like. These little things really differentiated the bike. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, the Honda let me down, as you know. Like I, I, it, the, the potential, it, it seems to be there, but they've rushed it. Now they're having recalls on the EFI. I mean, they've gotten hammered. So 
I mean, let's, we could put that to bed. Uh, the Cowie would have won, hands down, if it had a stiffer fork spring. It didn't come with one. That's how it came was with a soft fork spring, and it didn't it got, It didn't win for me. But if it had that fork spring, it would be the best bike for 2021, 450. So everything else about it except that. Except that. And, and I'm talking a performance on the day. I choose a Yamaha still for me to buy. Um, you see in the back is because the, the I, I just trust the – the, the wear and the wear and tear and platform of it, like I, I can't say I've had a Kawasaki fail on me. I just haven't took that leap of faith yet. Maybe yeah. maybe that'll be my next bike. I'm not sure. It was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, the 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 bikes didn't really surprise me other than the Honda not being good. But your, your finger is pretty on the pulse. I think the the biggest thing is all these bikes are a great platform to build off. Yeah, you can all make your own thing, but. One thing I want to say is that it's not a built uh, a test on building your bike. It's a test on what you got that day, and you can't touch it. Exactly. Right? It's I got this bike, and I got to fucking race it, and here it is, or ride it in the stand. I, I can only change clickers and sag and, you know, Yamaha. If you were to go race, like, okay. that Vet World National is coming what bike up next week, what bike would you ride? KTM or Husky. Really? Yeah, because But you I just c- told me that you like, you'd choose the Yamaha. To build, because I, yeah. like, I know I can build you it. You can know you can get it right. I, I, I know I can get That's it. That's interesting. Like, but the KTM and Husky, I can push them to the freaking limit, and the chassis does nothing squirrely. That's Where the Yamaha moves, and it's a consumer-based perfect comfort. KTM doesn't have the comfort. It doesn't, but it's a race bike. Yeah. That's just my opinion. No, no, I mean, it completely makes sense. When I, I mean, I rode a, a, a YZ450 um, 2020, and I the same thing. Like, compared Comfy, to my KTM... Um, you just give bad feedback. And that was the the one thing that steered me so away from it. One thing I can tell you is, it, my personal bikes, my best KTM 450 to my Yamaha 450, my Yamaha 450 is better. Really? It's more comfort, and I got it to firm up, and it's great. So crazy. Well, I haven't built a. We well, what we should do is Chad's got a rad build we did for him. You got a 2020 yep. KTM 450 um, factory edition, and we had Enzo do the KYB conversion kit, and we did some testing on that, and. I think we should go head to head because we have stock power plants, yeah. and we should get your ECU done and kind of do it back to back. Yeah, because I didn't ride your bike that day. I'd be yeah. curious to know. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. No, it, and it's interesting, and and I think I'll take one minute to explain this to some, you know, the of the cons, uh, the listeners out there is Mike is about your five nine one seventy five. Uh, five eight one seventy <laughs> five. Give or take, <laughs> depends on what he ate that day. Yeah. Um, I'm 6'2", like 185. Um, he's fast. I'm slow. And the biggest difference was we were playing with settings, and your settings work really good for me because of my height and weight difference. Because I, I push the bike extremely hard into sections, and, and I put a lot of load on it. And but So that extra vo- like volume of inertia makes up for the weight difference yep. and speed difference. So, And I'm very traditional in riding, like, I call myself SpongeBob SquarePants, like square, yeah. very like, upright, upright. Your chins over the bars. Yeah. It's just like it's not very like fancy looking, like Cincerello and like those new school guys that have this flair. Christian Craig, well, I, I have zero of that. I'm just very central, very robotic um, when it comes to that. So our 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 weight and speed kind of meet in the middle. So your yeah. bike was phenomenal. I, I chose it over the. 2021 450 when i wrote it like yeah we back to back from that day but no it, it should be good i think we call think, enzo if you yeah. guys want good suspension bottom line <laughs> they made my bike magic yeah 
They, they got, took the WP stuff out, put the ends, the yep. KYB internals in, and it's really good. So Cody and Yoshi over there are good guys. Yep. And then um, then shortly after that, let's see. So that was that, that was the week before mini majors. You went to mini majors. Then, then the week after, you did the, the 250 shootout 20, or the Kawasaki 2021 intro. kicks 250F intro only bike, and they nailed it. Nailed it. Fork spring balance. If they if the 450 had that balance that the KX250 had, they would have won the 450 shootout. But it didn't. But the 250F Cowie, that's all new electric start. Um, has a new that uh, spring clutch like the KX250. All the upgrades that the 450 has, they've put into motion for 2021. Finally into the 250. And it's it's a weapon. I was watching Jet Reynolds and DeFrancesco rip around Paris, and they were like right comfy on it i was comfy i didn't change much at all the it's going to be a in the shootout it's going to be a power test and i'm hoping that i don't i haven't read a yamaha in a while but we all know those yamahas are so fast the two but are they stock i mean is it going to be the same thing as your 450 where like stock out the box it's good it's not great or is it is it yeah the 250 or is it going to come out of the box like a star yamaha where it thinks it's a rocket well shot? it already is a, like stock it it outperforms like everyone else motorized so if it the cowie is going to have to just outperform it with like sleekness of ergonomics and like little and it's going to have to it can only be down like three percent and those other things are going to have yeah. to make and i don't i don't think it's got i think it's seven percent back and everyone else like the cowie it's probably going to go in my guess yamaha cowie KTM Husky or Yamaha Cowie Husky KTM, right? Yeah. And then Honda. Honda, Because it's yep. so much power involved. And I don't think Honda's got their power plant put together either. So it's a power it's a, it's a power play when the 250F uh, shoot yeah, out. Which makes and, sense, and, I mean. And which is really cool is they'll all be hydrated during that test. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually doing something really cool. We, we don't have the date yet, but. Because we're waiting for the Honda 250F. Waiting for the Honda 250F. Um, but basically, Swap Moto's given us an opportunity because the 250F is tailored more towards the, the younger demographics. Yep. So you're looking at kids 16 to 21 essentially is the primary demographic. Instead of an 805 happy hour, we're doing a PNG happy hour. Yeah, so, so. it's going to be really cool. I, I'm going to get to ride, and we'll, everyone will be hydrated, fueled all day. and It should be good, man. I'm, I'm excited. That's a great opportunity those guys gave us. And to be at Blackmore Ranch, and, and that's an amazing place for the for the podcast. But, uh yeah, so that was my last riding, and before then, two stroke world champs. Yep, I raced uh, forty pro and a uh, forty expert, and then open, open pro. pro. And I was like, man, and my, you have a dynamite two fifty. Yeah, Jamie Ellis did a good job Enzo suspension, and then it's got some like little bling parts, but it's relatively like a. It's Stop not. A, it's not a. Yeah. yeah, it's it's twenty twenty, which is the same as what two thousand eight. <laughs> but Six, it's, it's a, it, yeah, no, it's it's a um, fresh bike to me. Um, I bought it uh, about eight months ago and I was like, I could get fifth to like 12th and I didn't know. And then I showed up, man. And it was packed. Like it was so packed. It was like an all-star squad. It was awesome. Like you had heft, um, you had Wageman brothers, you had the Gardner brothers. You had all. Who's the kid from NorCal? Um, Uh, he was on fire. Gosh, I forget his name, but he won the first medal, Alessi, JG, um, you had Swan. You, I mean, JJ and JG you had Collier. Was work. Yeah, Collier is always good. Yeah. 
you had um, Stapleton. I mean, like literally, there's 25 guys. We usually get like seven really good guys. We had 25 pretty good guys. And then the rest are just there. Moseman, uh, Josh, brother, the older brother who works for the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. MXA Wrecking <laughs> Crew. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that he didn't do better. Um, I, I love the Moseman family. They're from NorCal. He uh, should have done better. But, dude, he rides a lot. Yeah, but they don't. They build these project bikes, and I think his sensei, Jody Weisel, sent him down the wrong path. <laughs> Boy. I love Jody. Yeah, you do. You guys um, are hanging out for the happy. Yeah, hour. no. Anyhow, I I was glad I ran down Moseman and Shoemaker in the first moto. Second moto, I was in fifth, and I I I think I, I haven't pulled it apart yet, but I believe I snagged a ring on the on the exhaust port. Gulp. Because I I just I I I didn't have an hour meter, and I have a work connection hour meter sitting in my toolbox that I haven't used, <laughs> that I haven't just stuck on my bike yet. And I think I, I literally was 10 minutes or 20 minutes from making it from not my bike breaking. But I'll be honest. like The old uh, secret. My bike is running so good. And bang. <laughs> so that note, like I was tired going to that open pro moto. I just won the 40 expert overall with some longtime friends like Tim Beatty, Oscar Valdez, guys I grew up racing with. Like at Barona Oaks and the GFI And you laid the hammer in that class. Yeah, I, I, I beat their own 125, so those guys. Really? Yeah, but there was nice. a, it was a hodgepodge of everyone, but yeah. it was cool to be able to line up with guys that like I battled with when I was 15 to 17, Yeah. and they still rode, and we're 40s, and my kids are on the line with me. That was the fun part, but it was still track time on the national track. The yeah. track was really cool. Um, and how, how different does the track break down from two strokes, all two strokes, versus having four strokes? The, the prep was... Um, not that deep. So then it got just pretty choppy and, and like skatey, but like short kind of like peaky chop yeah. versus yep. like the four fifties kind of build like those. Deeper yeah. Lines. And it was fast, but it was the tr good track. I was pumped on the track. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I was smoked, man. Like I felt myself, I needed like an extra coffee or something throughout the day, but it didn't, I just was flat going to that final moto and I got a good start and I'm like, all right, it's time to go. And I just, <laughs> and then my bike went bang and I went, Thank God. And you went like, bang. <laughs> I, I, I loaded up and we headed home and went and saw Diorio and visited him, at, at, you know, since he's been home on the couch. Yep. And I just think it's one thing people we need to know is like things happen for a reason. I I, I wish I could have finished the race. I think I would have done quite well, but I would have had to really elevate my riding, which I'm not riding three or four days a week anymore. I'm riding once every two weeks, once a week. Yeah. Um, I always say you don't really ride, um, I think, as much as people would think. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm obviously we communicate basically seven days a week. We're always around each other and you don't actually ride a lot of dirt bikes. No, I don't. I'm not cause I don't want to just prioritizing yeah. life and things. And I, I'm not getting faster. I have great days still on my bicycle. I can, it's more of a fitness thing. I can, I can better myself. Yeah. So I found myself gravitating towards bicycle and, and bettering myself cause I can just put more work in and yeah. be smarter where moto it's more risk. Yep. It's like getting my fitness is fine. Like I came off the couch literally as far as a two-stroke race. I haven't done a 25-minute moto ever for a long time, but I was just like, <laughs> you know what? It's Since it's, it's, it's up year. here. It's up here. My body's fit. Just be smart. Yeah. Let it come to me. And it was good. But yeah, so finished that race, and then man, I don't know what's what's been going on since then. Paula National last weekend. Yeah, we went to Paula last weekend. Um, and yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll dive into the big boys. Sounds good. 
the original and unrivaled new bike in a can, SC1 truly restores that factory shine and lives up to the claim. SC1 high gloss coating is specifically formulated to protect and beautify multiple surfaces including plastic, vinyl, rubber, and carbon fiber. Water-resistant formulation is safe for use on gloss or matte finishes and makes the cleanup process easier by forming a durable coating that repels mud, dirt, and debris. Can be applied and left untouched or allowed to set up and be buffed to a dry sheen, leaving a long-lasting luster. Ride, clean, and SC1 your ride to keep it working and looking its best. You hear me talking a lot about intense cycles on this podcast, as well as my social media platforms, and that's because I'm proud to say I was a customer of theirs in 2011, um, and now I'm fortunate enough to be an ambassador. Um, I purchased many a bikes from Intense Cycles, just being a local family-owned business in Temecula with a very core group of uh, people that work there now. And um, yeah, they have a bike for everything nowadays. And you know, from the Sniper Fro to the Sniper Expert, which is what I'm riding, I I can't say enough about how fast that bike is. Nimble, um, what amazing XC weapon that I raced myself. Uh, for my enduro and trail bike needs, I choose the carbine for a little bigger bike. Uh, I love to re race that thing in Mammoth, Big Bear, use, the, use it on the park. But riding locally, it's hard to beat the primer. And what can you say? You know, the Taser, the new Taser e-bike is an absolute weapon as well. So if you want 10% off your next purchase of Intense Cycles, use Sleater underscore 10 at checkout. And... Uh, You'll save 10%. So support Intent Cycles, family owned and operated in Temecula, California, using Sleater underscore 10 for 10% off at checkout. All right, we're back. Thanks for uh, tuning in to our commercial break. The people that support us make this little uh, podcast go. But uh, yeah, man, Chad, it's been busy. Kind of enough about me. It's, you know, this is my two wheel life, but. Um, uh, that's kind of why, if you heard now, I've been riding my ass off doing a lot of cool <laughs> relying shit. Relying on the immunity Re boost. Relying <laughs> on the immunity boost. But let's jump into some 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 high level racing. And you know, you had we got pro motocross, we got uh, UCI World Champs. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of fun stuff. Hardman Classic. Hardman Classic. Let's you know, let's let's talk a little bit about pro moto. Um, that was at Fox Raceway on our backyard yeah. here. What was your takeaway from that? Um, well. Zacco managed the championship really well. Um, a couple guys, I think, that that shined, and, and I'm not going to you know, say anything out of the blue here, but Christian Craig looked incredible the last <sighs> couple rounds, man. He was ripping. I, I, I think it kind of heard you talking about it earlier, but just he looks so confident on the bike. It, he, it's, he's like poetry in motion when he's like that. Um, obviously, Sexton, huge win. Um Shock. I mean, I don't know why I'm still so impressed by that. What do you, he get a tenth I'm not. I'm not that impressed by the number. I'm impressed by the ride. Yeah. The the number is Fugazi to me because, and uh, he yeah. earned it. Like, and please, he earned that tenth. But you had Savaggi out. You had 15 guys out. You had Bloss. Bag it out. Bag it out. Bloss not here. That that ride could be a tenth or it could be an 18th. 18. <laughs> but but he put the work and he made it to that final round. So. Yeah. On a 2021. I mean, he's getting more value at doing that quad at Cahia Creek. 
Uh, he probably got more value out of yeah, that. That's what I'm saying. He, he, he gained ten thousand followers. But uh, <laughs> getting a P, I've never got a top ten and four video out of motocross. So like, props to him and his team. And like those guys, they need that. So you have to be there to to race. And yeah. he was there. He entered. He he finished two motos. C- congrats to him. Yep. The lights racing was insane. Um, I don't know. Let's dive in on some light stuff. What what I mean from your perspective and and being now a big fan of the sport. Um, I don't know. How do you think that the season wrapped up for the um, lights guys? I, I know that I'm glad that Ferrandis won by base. I'm, I'm happy for him and his team and his like team of people because Wilhan and all the guys. Yeah, yeah. Like the hundred, I mean, anyone that supports star, like the whole group, because he was the best all season. He just put the work in. He, you know, he, he, he figured some stuff out and, and like, I hate to see something like that go to a mechanical, right. Yeah. And he won, but then the tra- seeing guys like Jet Lawrence, um, uh, him getting Shimoda. his overall win, Shimoda, uh, Mumford. I'm a huge fan of Mumford. I've made it, no bones about it. Like I'm a huge fan of what yeah. he's doing. He really like a veteran. Did he? He want? Would I see, like to see some more blazing speed? Yeah, but his that whole Geico team going going away after that round has got to be really emotional and kind of scary for our sport, but. Those kids made a statement going one, two, three, that final moto. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and Martin now going to star Yamaha. That's crazy. Yeah. I, when we find that out this morning, yeah, Jeremy Martin's a star. Yeah. Wow. After, after all Jeremy said about him sabotaging his bike and all that, and like it goes to show you that there's two things that Bobby Reagan and Jeremy Martin have in common. Or one thing. Mm. Sorry. They <laughs> want to win. They may, yeah, they like they, to they, win. They want to win. So they can put their past behind them move forward and, and, and go for some titles, right? But they, that squad now has what, got to be What's like, your take on this whole Geico situation? Because, I mean, <clears throat> from from the standpoint of the sport, Geico's been there for a very long time. Like, is this going to be like a diminishing thing? Does Honda have something up their sleeve? Is there another sponsor that MyShack may slide in last minute? Like, what, is this, what does this ultimately mean for these 250 guys? I, I don't know, man. I think I do think. I mean, there's a lot of options that we can and we could. They could happen, right? But I really think they're done. I think it's done. I think you know you got Hunter and and Jet going to Factory Honda because I was the only two that had a contract with Honda, not with yeah. Factory Connection Geico Honda. So Honda takes on that contract for them. The Mumford Shimoda. So the, well, so the Honda team is going to have two 450s and two 250s under their tent. Yep, yep, and I think that's so cool for the sport. I think every team should have it, like that Stewart, you know, the, 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 the um, Andrew Short Honda. You know, you you got to. I think it's so cool to have a factory effort. And, and I'm not saying like, I hope Ryan Cox, who got those motors back in in to winning form from uh, Geico Honda, gets to go to the HRC team. That'd be crazy. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. That'd yeah. be awesome because he's put all the groundwork in, and and their packages are going good. So, uh, for all the truck drivers and all the personnel that lost their jobs and That's PR crazy. people, they ran a, a high level. They ran a factory level operation. I mean, when we walked over there on Friday. There was how many bikes under that tent? Six. Yeah, it was, full. It, it was crazy. So uh, it's a really it's a it's a it's a crazy thing. Um, so then, I mean, for Mumford, where where does he go? I don't know. I mean, you know, one thing that was crazy to me is like you have Garrett. Mar- you have Mumford who hasn't won a race. He's his second, his first full season yeah. or full season outdoors. But Garrett Marchbanks, one Daytona going away. Yeah. He felt the urgency for a ride. He went for cl- with the Club MX, 
um, which is a, it's a training facility that has a team that has Insane. twisted motors. Yeah. They have um, uh, Mark Johnson's other suspension over at AEO. Um, what's I've got a P, what's REP is the suspension company. Oh, uh, rep, yeah, rep racing. Yeah, rep, so rep. it's like they built a good bike, and he I think he's even like, man, Garrett Marchbanks is like, if I don't have a Yamaha, I can't compete on like a, on a semi factory yeah. level. So he he was scared, and he won Daytona. So like, what does do you get a Mumford or a Marchbanks or a Mumford and Shem, or Marchbanks or Shimoda? I think that Marchbanks kid would should always win. He won races and he's podium multiple Supercrosses. Yeah. So. You know he has a, the talent, but then March or then Mumford and Shimoda made it through the full year, so that you got to have guys. So I mean, it's a very talent telling time with with that. Um, with where there's some other go. there's some other kids that that are also kind of not getting looked at too. Um, well, one of our guys, Falk, he's got some movement going on. Yeah, he's going to AGE Husk, uh, Gas Gas. He's going to AGE Gas Gas out of out of Arizona. Really cool for him. Um, Man, this is awesome, Falk. Hey, can we just can we Venmo you money to get some product? <laughs> no. And his dad picked up a collared shirt because his dad was working for him for Paula. Great kid, great family. We're really happy to be able to support yep. him with with hydration need and fueling needs. And um, yeah, it's it's a silly season and it's here. Like uh, Kenny and Chase were at the track today breaking in their 2021s at State Fair. Yep. Um, there's you know I think you know. Mitchell's probably going to get on the gas, gas, AGE bike soon. By the way, what happens when someone like that goes to the state fair to ride? You got to be careful. <laughs> you got Big Azoid or whatever swaps Kentucky you, Fried Chicken, th- chicken bones coming at him. <laughs> you dude, you he's got throw- watermelon and he's chicken throwing, bones. <laughs> he's, throwing butt, he's throwing butt whips, dude. Yeah, and no. It's, Kenny's throwing scrubs. But, but I think he's it's He's going to so land on the side of the road, man. I think it's tiny. so smart for Honda to take him to a very minor me- mellow track that they're not that familiar with to lay the bike down and – like not physically but to like get the bike in a, in, a, in a trim that's comfy and in a safe environment with that huge jumps and big bumps and like going to Glen Helen on that first time on the bike you might as well just put a fork in it, it's done like yeah. so just take keeping these guys having fun I mean yeah. I think that's going to be very critical of, of, of getting these new riders on new bikes having fun build a base put some time in learn what it does bad then move forward yeah no it's it's going to be another interesting season. Um, in terms of the 450 class this weekend, um, who who else kind of caught your eye? In terms of it, and not necessarily in terms of performance, but um, I guess character. People, you know, just someone maybe that you know was learning. Uh, I and think growing. I think like uh, Adam Cianciarello bummed he crashed. Um, for him, like he needs to get rid of those whoopsie things. But I love his style and form and intensity on the bike. But How much cr- did he love Tomac putting pressure on him? Uh, but what I did like the most out of everything was Tomac just wrote it out, and I think he should have. He was yeah. over it. Like the guys, he needs to reset, go back up his championship in Supercross. But was we talk about Christian Craig? What I loved about Christian this weekend, he always looks so easy and smooth. He had that same positioning on the bike, crotch forward by the gas tank, up tall, whipping the shit out of the bike. But his intensity and urgency was at like an Adam Cincerello. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is he going to ride? Sticking a wheel in there, making moves quick. Yeah, making moves quick. I'm like, is he going to make a mistake? And I hate to say it, Christian, if you listen to this, which you probably don't. Me and Swap were basically like, oh, how many rounds of outdoors are we going to get a Christian? Stoked he got that ride, but is he going to get two rounds in? Yeah. All nine rounds made it happen he's in it 
he's he's good dude. good dude. He's gonna go to a high high horsepower two fifty F that he can ride more like a four fifty. I think it's it's gonna be a he's gonna be a, a title contender on the West Coast. I think that's what'll put him. That'll be good. I, I like him out west, and not only because I like seeing him ride, but um, it's typically a little more competitive. So yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, then four fifty motocross and the UCI Worlds. Man, that was a mud bog downhill mountain yeah, bike. What was that about? That was that, I didn't I didn't watch it. I watched uh, highlights on, on uh, some message boards, pink bike and whatnot, and it was just slime fast that Leo gang. It looked <clears> like a disaster. I wanted my intense guys to do good. I think Aaron finished twenty. Aaron Gwynn finished twenty third, and then our other Nico was. It's not even a race though. I mean, it was a survival. It's a race because you got all right down the same track. It is, but it wasn't anything to write home about for the for. It's just it's what it is. It's a asterisk year. But I when think. I think about bikes, I I mean pedaling. Um, I always think about you kind of put fitness in that same category of course like there's not as much fitness in you know when it comes to downhill or enduro but it's it, there is but it's like when it, you get an environment like that it's luck of the draw yeah so, you you, you t- it's caution it's like caution proceed ri- with risk, caution <laughs> risk first reward is it going to work out but yeah that that was that's a bummer that we that was the first uh uci downhill event uh this year was world world champs and then they go on this week to race another round um i don't i don't remember where they are i'll look at that but yeah i'm anxious to see them on a dry track but they've pushed the season so far into the fall now it's getting tougher in the european races too with the weather the yeah. weather just like we felt we it's found a factor the whole yeah time. we found out a little bit with the motocross so yeah it's interesting then I, then after that what else do we have Hardman. Hardman classic is a local event here in, yeah. in, in north county that it was a charitable event super rad um that uh, they put on, um, Dylan from pedal mafia came by and said there was 200 people, 200 riders, which is really cool. That was a, it, was a, it was a road event. I, th- I thought it was more of a gravel grinder, but it turned out to be more of a road event with some dirt. With some, yeah. Um, and really cool to hear Blake Ray or one of our young ambassadors rides for Lux racing and Baghouse Mount. Like great family, great kid. He ended up getting the overall Corbin Parsley, another PNG athlete finished second. second so yeah. really proud of these kids, um, to just lay the hammer down 17 and 16 years old. And, and and Dylan from Pedal Mafia is like, man, these young kids came to play. He flatted, yeah. Unfortunately, but one of the one of the cool things I think, um, hearing some of Dylan's feedback when he came by was, um, the youth, and what what what's happening with the youth in the sport. And I'm, you know, obviously hard man we're talking about right now, but seeing these younger kids come in, put the work in, and and go up cycling, mountain biking, kind of generally from like a amateur perspective or general consumer regional perspective is generally dominated by old guys because they're people that can have this base right well it's, it's interesting you say that because chad's now caught the road bike buck oh, what are you riding now would you invest in oh man i did i did i got a specialized tarmac yeah yeah so <laughs> i got a tarmac pro a couple of weeks ago from InCycle, and i'm fully committed i'm a roadie yeah, and he he's found that it's not gay to <laughs> put on lycra and go fast and suffer. And he used to give me a hard time. And I think these kids have found like the 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 dedication and reward is there, right? When you put the work in, you're rewarded. Yeah, and that's what you're finding. And so I think this new breed of kids, this 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 demographic from 15 that I see yeah. to 21. Really, Even down thr- to Kate, Kate's 13. Like these kids like this. They, they yeah, they're not getting made fun of for wearing spandex. No. 
You know, and they're actually, if you're not wearing spandex, the right gear with your white, you get made fun of, right? It's a fashion statement. It's a fashion yeah. statement. So these kids have kind of made um, endurance sport, would you call it, really yeah. cool, or working on it. You know, the Sagan, I think Peter Sagan, and that whole that whole movement, that really helped wearing goggles on the podium and having brands like 100% and Pedal Mafia and Rafa and, you know, and then, you know, we're at P&G, a nutrition brand, trying to follow their lead and yeah. implement style, fashion, um, hard work into a quality product exactly. I, and, and we're really latching on like literally onto these kids and want to go along with their ride with so, them. So true. And, and we always say it, but how do you make quality nutrition cool? Same thing. Like you put it in cool kids hands. Yeah. You put it, you put it in cool kids hands, right? Like that you, you want to make something quality fit into an environment that people that are caring about their style, that care about what they wear, they care about what they put in their body. And that's what these kids are doing, man. It's, and, and the best part, I think we've, we've said it time and time again, is um, these kids are good kids. They're not out – I mean, I was, you a can't I was a derelict when I was a kid. But, yeah. like, these kids are now being jerks. Like, they're no. not causing havoc. These kids are putting in high-level efforts. Yeah, and I think the difference is – and I'm a moto guy that loved cycling and mountain biking forever, but the moto kids have eight laps to, like, really perform and a lot a lot of equipment and a lot of talent and then fitness is like pretty far off when they're yeah. young where when you're if you're up late and you're doing this and you're sexting your girlfriend or whatever you're doing <laughs> and when you're racing super mini class you only have eight laps or six laps yeah like you can fake that but when you're doing a hundred mile race the hardman classic with six thousand feet it's life or death <laughs> your phone's off at seven you're in bed you're sleeping like i think it was seventy eight hundred feet it, what was okay. it, 7,890 miles? Yeah, it 90 was, miles. It was, it was a big effort. So I'm pretty um, – I'm really impressed with the, the crowd of young athletes, the, you know, the Hannah Rays, the Blake Rays, the Turner Conways, the Kaielos, all these young kids that made this cool um, are working on the conversion. Cade Collendor. Like the, we, I keep talking about people. Dayton Collendor. Dayton like, Collendor. Dude, that whole family is great. It, it seems like we keep saying like the Rays and the Collendors – and the Conways, Funny. it's families. Yeah. It's families. The family, family culture. So it's been it's been a busy uh, last quarter, right? Yeah. But um, I'm I'm stoked. Like I'm I'm feeling better. Um, I'm, I went out to Manhattan Beach Road with you and yeah. and, and your guys' crew. You got right to check there. out the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I grew up in San Diego County, and I live in uh, Murrieta area, and I don't get to out to the South Bay much. Um, Ryan, our art designer, said, no, this isn't a cool location. The South Bay is way better. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't know Ryan was from South Bay. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah that, this drive does suck. But my drive sucks, too. I'm over Ortega's every day. Yeah, you go over the Ortega's. We come down the 405. Um, yeah, Ryan, our designer here at, at PNG, comes from, like, Hawthorne area, which is basically the, the neighbor of Manhattan Beach where I live. And um, it's a cool dynamic down there. I mean, how is the cycling? I'm, I'm so curious because – most moto guys live in the Inland Empire, Temecula, Marietta area, and ride and race and train there. But coming over the hill to where we live, or where I live in the South Bay, much different cycling environment, much different culture. What was that like? Um, it was like a hybrid of like North County, Encinitas, and um, Marietta, kind of like. In North County, San Diego County, we don't get a lot of riding like next to the water and big established homes like on the water. That's very similar to Monterey, like the, the Manhattan Beach location, yeah. right? But um, having the water, right, be able to ride on the water or on the one and then be on the ride to the domes, 
putting in like 2,000 feet right next to the ocean, excuse me, is is something we can't do from basically unless you get up to Monterey. Yeah. So true. It's like that close. Like, yeah, if you live in Carlsbad, we go inland, hit Coosier Canyon, hit all the North County, Rolling Hills, Palomar. But once you're on the coast, it's pretty flat. You hit Torrey, it's like 1,000 feet, 800 feet. Yeah. Down south, Torrey Pines. But the crew. But you do, the, you have to go inland. To, to kind of get any climbing. Yeah, so it was cool to be able to get some climbing and right on the water. And I always wondered all those years, like, over Long Beach, that hill. Now I know there's a there's big domes and the people pedal their bike to the top of it. So that was it's, pretty cool. It's crazy because the culture there, like, people ride a lot. I mean, I see. Well, now it's like having, you know, when you bought your pink Volkswagen Bug. Yeah. You bought that, right? And it, it um, you see a lot of pink Volkswagen bugs like you have. Yeah, right exactly. now. She doesn't really have a pink Volkswagen <laughs> bug. But that's, when you buy a car, a when, when you when you buy a car, you're like, oh, I didn't know that many people had one until you had it. But now yeah. you're riding your Swerks, your yeah, your Specialized, and you uh, you're finding a lot of people ride Specialized road bikes if they're smart. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a great bike. I I always, it's funny. I mean, yeah, when you talk about bicycles. Um, you're always talking about your BMC and I'm always like, gosh, drooling over it and how sick it is. And you're like, dude, it, it makes a huge difference. I'm like, how much can I like, I like I tell everybody, like, you still got to pedal the damn thing. But the reality is, is like the bike actually did make a big difference. Yeah. And I used to be the guy that would like, Oh, I, on myself, not to let people like, Oh, my bikes, I always had really good bikes, but nothing yeah. like I have now, yeah. like where I had to refinance my house to buy it. <laughs> but, uh, um, the thing is, I was like, oh, no, it's the engine. It's my engine, my body. Yeah. My body can do more. But when I got on my bike now, they have elevated in the last yeah. two years, bikes have. Oh, my gosh. And in that flat aero position, like. It's, it's the efficiency you don't even think about. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm on, on the front side today. But in two years, if I don't do another refi, I'm screwed. So, <laughs> You're calling your mortgage company. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's been good, Chad. It's It's been good to see you get yeah. pedaling and seeing the culture because we do bleed the culture here at P&G and, and try to be the jack of all trades and, and maybe master at nutrition. But yeah. um, It's fun. I mean, I think, uh, you know, some people, if you don't follow us or, and whatnot, I mean, um, I, I recommend it because Mike and I definitely are um, putting in the work, doing R and D work in terms of products, trying different formulas, mixability, um, test mixing. I mean, we're even mixing our gels with our hydration to test like what high carb solutions would look like for folks. And, um, I mean, getting out, I, I can't tell someone I've always said this, but you can't tell someone about something or tell someone to do something or, or how to use something without doing it yourself. So, um, we're out doing it. Yeah. We're trying our best. Like I said, I, I'm feeling I didn't get sick. I just was dad life flat and came around. I had a you got I, your haircut in your back. Yeah, dude. I got my Chad Tempo signature series haircut. They got it. <laughs> Fantastic Sam's. Um, try to hide my, my receding hairline that's not working so well. Dude, but, just comb uh, it over, throw some gel, let it stand. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's been good, man. I'm I'm stoked to like get the next thing is uh, I don't even know. I'm I'm not the best at uploading my calendar, as you know. Um, yeah, you're not a calendar guy. But uh, th- we'll be we'll be doing this. Uh, I heard that Belgian Waffle, Dylan told us today, Belgian Waffle ride yeah. for North County got canceled. Um, the 50K Big Bear, is, that's going on November. Is still on? I don't, it, was, it was October 27th, and they may have moved and it. And they've changed the uh, Enduro to, like, I think, 10th or 11th. Yeah. Team Big Bear did, so they'll do an Enduro at the Bear Mountain 2 and 10 location behind Summit and the downhill at Snow Valley 
which is a lot more pumicey, more like mammoth, less parky. So that'll be kind of cool to mix that up. Like, is it rocky at, at Snow Summit? Like, uh, or Valley or Snow? Or Valley, I mean. I haven't ridden there yet, but, I mean, maybe we should check it out. But it, it's uh, it's cool to have some locations, you know, whoever's. And, and, and that mountain community's really had a tough go this year with, you know, Fire, COVID. Man. You know, early in this winter, they lost, had a good late winter. COVID hit it, and then they lost all their – um, ticket sales for snowboarding, all their cabin stays, Airbnb, the town was really in a strive. Then that lasted in the early summer. They got some racing going. City kind of like relaxes, and they were pretty op- open. But they, yeah. they started getting more open and due to COVID. And then all these terrible fires that, you know, from baby, baby, uh, what, are they, what was the baby, uh, um, oh, reveal, the baby, baby reveal. reveal party. Baby reveal party. <laughs> lit the whole town on fire. Almost lit the whole mountain on fire. So then they closed the mountain again. So the mountain is shut from Snow Summit as far as um, shuttles so or from uh, chairlift access, but we get to race the enduro courses because it's a pedal up. Um, that'll come up. We'll be working on building our team So for this year. So if you want to be part of the P&G team, get over to Hook It, apply. There's also um, our own ambassador portal on our website, pngliving.com. Um, Down at the bottom, ambassador yeah. sign up. Yeah, we are. We Whichever are you prefer. Whatever There's you no bias on either platform, so um, yeah. we evaluate them the same. It's either Mike or I that goes in there and takes a look at it. So Yeah, and it's a... Uh, yeah, it's going to elevate. We brought Ryan on this this uh, last two weeks ago, and yeah. he's going to elevate our creatives, and we got some new packaging that we'll be leaking. And Yeah, yeah he, it's going to be fun. we got protein coming out. Protein in about four weeks. Yep, protein in, yeah, three weeks. Um, Let's call it four so that we can be ahead of the curve. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. We'll give you guys an opportunity to uh, have an early sign-up. But, yeah, uh, yeah protein is going to be coming out in three weeks. Um, and then after that, we're working on a recovery which um, I spent l- late last night and early this morning kind of whipping up an uh, essential amino formula, I think. Could Very be, cool, Could Chad. be secret. Well, guys, it's been a, a pleasure. Uh, anything else that will mentally wear me out, Chad, that you can think of? Um, nope. Check your sauna. If you, if, yeah, <laughs> another thing. Um, if you are interested in P&G products, use promo code P&G Bike. I'm sorry, bike, bike 20, 20 at <laughs> checkout for 20% off. Yeah, bike 20, B-I-K-E 20. And uh, we'll get you dialed in. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in to the My Life podcast. It's been real. Cheers. Cheers.